Thanks for joining us on the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. We're excited to have Dr. Yuki Hanyu as the guest for today's episode. The Cultured Meat Symposium is a two-day event taking place in downtown San Francisco on November 14th and 15th. Early bird tickets are available until July 31st. Register at www.cms19.com. Last week, the industry came together at the New Harvest Conference at the MIT Media Lab in Cambridge, Massachusetts. New Harvest, a nonprofit organization that's advancing cellular agriculture, is currently hiring a program manager in the Boston area. Visit www.new-harvest.org for additional information. Yuki Hanyu got his PhD in chemistry from Oxford University in 2010. After working as a research scientist in Tohoku University and Toshiba Research and Development Center, he founded the Shojin Meat Project, the world's first citizen science community for DIY open-sourced cell-based meat. Based on the low-cost cell culture technology developed at the Shojin Meat Project, he founded Integriculture Inc. in 2015 to commercialize cell-based meat. The company develops the general-purpose large-scale cell culture system, the Colnet system, to scale and commercialize cell-based meat products such as cosmetics, foie gras, and meat. While the Shojin Meat Project develops DIY cell-based meat and engages in public communications through art and doujin projects. Yuki aims to build lunar and Martian cell-cultured food production facilities, you heard that right, to support thousands of colonists on the moon or Mars in the future, and to develop technologies that anyone can design and make cell-based meat for fun. Yuki, I'm excited to welcome you to the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. Thank you very much for having me. I've been doing the DIY cultured meat and the startup and all those things since the 2014. And right, right now we are developing our first product, which is the uh, food grade cultured medium that anyone can use. And also we developed a bioreactor system to basically make cultured serum. And that's where, we, where, where I am at the moment. Yuki, tell us a little bit about your background. What was the focus of your academic studies? And when did you first hear about cultured meat? Uh, yeah, so my background is in chemistry, more on organic and biological side. And I've been sort of familiar with the idea of cultured meat since like when I was like five or six from various works of science fiction and anime and manga and those things. And that idea has been like hanging around for like the rest of my life. And but it was only in 2014 when I picked cultured meat out of other options like spaceships and Mars colony and stuff like that. When we're talking about Mars or when we're talking about space travel, why why is cultured meat so important? Basically, it's a protein source. But if you are living in space, and especially in the early early days, astronauts they are kind of like military personnel. So if they are like asked to or commanded to orders to eat something, they will probably eat. But when it comes to like Mars colony and stuff like that, like normal people will be living there in like in the number of like thousands and probably like taking amino acid tablets or eating only al- like raw algae, those things won't, won't be like sustainable from like a uh, psychological and sociological point of view. And that's probably, uh, that's I think where cultured meat will be needed or better say meat will be needed 
but at the same time, it's not very practical to do all the animal raising and slaughter and all those things on the Mars or, or, or in a spaceship. So basically, cultured, cultured meat is it's ecological. It has got a small footprint, but if you push that to extreme, that is basically production of meat using minimal resources, and that's which is basically fit for like space applications. Yeah, it makes me think of the space ice cream that they used to have that actually doesn't taste good at all. But when I was a kid, I always wanted it. Um, so and I can't imagine that that will just be consuming things like Soylent all the time uh, if, if we're over there. Um, but but yeah, and, and imagining all the amount, you know, the amount of resources that it takes to raise a cow is not something we're going to be doing on Mars. So tell me about the Shojin Meat Project. And we've been seeing a lot of, I guess, different artwork and different projects come out of the Shojin Meat Project, promoting cellular agriculture technology and really getting people of all ages excited about cellular agriculture. So tell us a little bit about what Shojin Meat Project is and how the community is structured. So the Shojin Meat Project is a citizen science community and originally, I started it to um, because when I looked at the technological hurdles that uh, cultured meat requires, it basically a lot is about getting down the cost, and which means if we if I am to launch a startup or do do anything, uh, the R and D cost must come down first. So that come that actually goes perfectly aligns with the um, purpose of a DIY bio of doing everything cheap. So I thought like DIY bio, biohacking, those things are completely in line with what is needed for cultured meat. So I basically took the whole methodology. Like the idea was also borrowed from all the like fab cafe and maker movement and stuff like that. And in that context, and later what I found out is that if I am to start with a startup or full profit organi organization from the head start, I can actually reach only a limited uh, segment of the society, which is basically the business and investors and those people and not like uh, kids or retired people or people living outside the so-called like business or capitalism or those things. And also, uh, that's, that's quite important in the amount of dialogues and the, uh, social understandings that are needed for the entire idea of uh, cellular agriculture, not just cultured meat. And that's how it's how like Shoji Meat started and sort of grew into. And right now, Shoji Meat Project doesn't have any uh, definition for membership. So people just come join and, and uh, join and do something whatever they like. And it's turning out to be more like a movement than a, like structured organization. In what year did you start the Shoji Meat Project? I started in 2014. You know, we, we're talking about getting young people involved. Is that because yeah. you see cellular agriculture or cultured meat as something that uh, really requires a long-term scope of things, maybe 10 or 20 years out? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, definitely. It will take more than 10 years and probably like, uh, well, 20 years until we have some like a significant real impact rather than just media hype. Uh, it's uh, after all, it's the uh, young, current young people who will be eating those things. And at the same time, I, I, one of the another one of my motivations was to make everything like fun. 
which is what like young people quite enthusiastic about, or even older people too. But yeah, and um, that's the sort of the direction I went. Or if I say it in like internet terms, that would be just for the lulls kind of thing. You mentioned the term media hype. Would you say that a lot of the news articles about cultured meat kind of blow things out of proportion? Uh, well, some of them are. Well, actually, what I so far what I find out is that uh, it's actually not that many media channels that blow things out of proportion. But what is kind of tricky is that because everything is turning into echo echo chamber right now, so that. Uh, you, within the echo chamber I'm in, I'm finding like few, only few of those like overblown things, but I don't, I don't know about other echo chambers. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like the same here in San Francisco with kind of being in a bubble, uh, whereas everyone just is talking about cultured meat, cultured meat. But maybe it is that echo chamber or bubble that we're in. Mm. So going back to DIY cultured meat projects. Um, for those who have just learned about cultured meat, or maybe even for those who have been researching tissue culture for many years, can you mm. give us a, a quick rundown as, as to why it's, it's important for us to play around with, with DIY cultured meat? One of the biggest fears of uh, cultured meat is that it's like unknown. Uh, people don't really know what it is, and is it safe, or raises all, all sorts of questions and um, skepticisms. But the way forward is not basically like arguing in confrontational manner, but basically, well, basically make it possible so that people can just try and um, see what it's actually like. And that doesn't that doesn't mean everyone has to try. It could be like so-called like uh, influencers and social uh, social networks could try. And ultimately, what we're thinking is that uh, farmers should be using, you know, taking advantage of cellular agriculture technology. And unfortunately, a lot of uh, organizations, uh, like active organizations in the cellular agriculture field, they, uh, their messages are like uh, old, um, old animal agriculture is like dirty or evil or uh, we're going to disrupt or those, those messages. But the messages we are sending out from Shoji Meat Project is that anyone can t um, participate in this technology, including the existing farmers. So what if an existing farmer can like, culture their own meat using the cows they have raised and launch a new product? That will be an opportunity for them as well. So it's more like, an, uh, I would say, like, in like inclusive community structuring or whatever you could say. <laughs> that the Shoji Meat Project is aiming at. I've had someone on the show before and I asked them, you know, what would it take at the most basic level, at minimum, to create a, a lab to produce cultured meat? And, mm. of course, they were thinking of a formal lab and they gave me the number of, like, $20,000. But when yeah. we're talking about DIY cell culture, what would you say, you know, would be the dollar amount of things that you need to put together uh, actually growing cells, even if it's a tiny amount, and is that something that would be edible? Yeah, if it's tiny amount and edible, I would say forty dollars. Forty dollars? Yeah, twenty dollars for uh, twenty to twenty-five dollars for reptile mat. So if, if anyone for for those who has those like lizards and those reptiles as pets, right. they have this heater mat, which will serve as a like, inc uh, incubator, and. 
culture medium we can formulate from this like sports drinking or mixture of like media uh, amino acid uh, supplement tablets or things and cells you can just use the fertilized egg and like cut and extract cells from there and we've actually did a class to teach 20 high school students and the whole budget was basically like uh, 8,000 something hundred yen, so like $80. Wow, okay, so but what, would, what would you say is the success rate of culturing cells in that, uh, yeah. in that environment? Yeah, it depends on uh, the, uh, depends on how clean you can uh, design the environment. So if you uh, thoroughly do the like 70% ethanol mist thing, and also uh, wash your hands and make sure that the room is not too dirty. Uh, the success rate is like, I would say, well, 80, 90%. Okay, and wow, yeah. Another, and... another important feature is having some like egg white in the uh, culture medium, like mix that like five to 10%, uh, 10 uh, volume ratio. Right, that's probably the best growth factor, right? Uh, it's not the growth factor, it's uh, just the antimicrotic. Oh, interesting. Okay. And yeah. and even at $40, like even if you had to redo that experiment 10 or even 100 times, it's still not that crazy of a number. So... Well, the $40, is one, uh, at least half of them is basically the heater mat, so you can use it all over and over. Which oh, means interesting. Okay. Initial investment, 40 per experiment, uh, five or three, something wow. like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so, you know, regulation is a big challenge for cell-cultured meat technology. How does the regulation look like for cell-cultured meat in Japan? And also, what is the public perception of cell-cultured meat in Japan? Yeah, well, for the idea of cell-cultured meat, uh, it's, uh, the understanding is, uh, it's, we're not finding that much problem with like, uh, understand, making people understand. And the reason is, there are two reasons. One is uh, the idea has been around in many of like many like anime and manga and stuff from like ages ago, and another is it's just how the language works. So the same will be true for Chinese as well, and that is like in English, if you don't know the word, you don't know the word. But in when Japanese or Chinese, even if you don't know the word, you can actually pick out the meaning from the Chinese characters because each each characters means something. So even if they don't understand, even if the word is new to them they can actually understand what it actually is. So for these two reasons, the understanding is like fairly high. And uh, the, all the, the regulation things, um, uh, under the condition that the cells are not genetically tampered and uh, no alien sub substances like growth factors are being, uh, are being added, it can already be sold because it would fall into the same category as all the fermentation products in Japan. I see. Okay. But if you are to kind of go into a large scale, then that does not fit the regulation, right? It still fits. Oh, it still fits. Wow. Okay. The conditions are, it's not using like uh, immortalized cells and not using added growth factors. Okay. Interesting. And so, so we've been talking about uh, a lot about uh, anime and, and manga and I just saw this article uh, from CB Insights about a burger place that makes hamburgers that are shaped like Pikachu or a Pokemon. Mm. 
but at one of your talks, you talked about how theoretically we could develop a Pikachu meat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So actually, there are two. Uh, when I talk about Pikachu meat, there are, it's has uh, two kinds of Pikachu meat. One is more realistic one. Another is more like uh, like the half joke one. And the one realistic one is the is about what we call designer meat, which is if we can design a chunk of meat, we can basically have fat tissues in the shape of Pikachu. And that's uh, that's something that natural systems cannot do. And that's one. And the another is basically you. It basically talks about the gene edited or uh, if I don't know if you've heard about the uh, computer a computer game called Spore, where you can design an organism or, or design a life. Yeah. And yeah. So basically, the idea is uh, take uh, take the DNA from some like rats and give that DNA and uh, like yellow pigment gene and also some like all the or electric gene from electric E or something. Then we ha- we have we can have a Pikachu, and if once we have that gene, then we can in the near future we can synthesize the entire DNA for uh, this electric rat, which is basically which can be grown in Pikachu meat. But so, this one's more speculative. Right, right. And so in the next ten years, or I should say, maybe in the next twenty years, we could have some crazy stuff on the McDonald's menu. <laughs> yeah. So it could be that uh, Pikachu-shaped fat meat or actual Pikachu meat. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but the formula so, is probably more acceptable. Right, right, yeah. You don't want to get shocked. <laughs> um, so so your work at IntegraCulture has received international attention, including mm. highlights that you guys are working with. Uh, is it JAXA? J-A-X-A? Is that how you pronounce uh, yeah. it? Japanese NASA. Okay, yeah, and so so tell us a little bit about Integriculture and your mission there. Uh, yeah, so um, the project with JAXA, it's actually, uh, officially, it's a joint project between JAXA and Tokyo Women's Medical University, where we have um, um, a joint R&D contract with, and within the scheme of JAXA and uh, Tokyo Women's Medical Uni research project, we have joined as a, uh, well, uh, uh, technical support and uh, actual material support. And what's happening there is that we're developing an algae-based culture medium production system in a closed environment. So you can can imagine that uh, sort of like a photobioreactor in space containing algae and basically photosynthesizing biomass in space or on the moon. And then that synthesized sugar and amino acid can be fed in, uh, to, converted into algae medium and used and that that will be used to culture meat on Mars moon or in space and the waste waste culture medium will be fed back fed back into algae photobioreactor wow interesting okay and, and in addition to cultured meat there's probably a lot of other applications for that when you're mm. on the moon or in Mars right yeah for the listeners that are interested in getting into cellular agriculture and the cultured meat industry, what yeah. advice do you have for them? What are some ways that anyone could get involved regardless of their academic background? Uh, I would say just start something. And something is basically a 
to be honest, I don't know what's, what's going uh, It's basically about what's going on in social media projects because some people are drawing things, some people are doing DIY experiments, some people are building some hardware, some people are going for like public communication stuff. So there are a lot of things that like uh, people can join. And it's not like uh, I don't have the skills I, uh, as to do something. I, can, I, I don't know how to contribute. It's just about like going in, do something, and there will be people around like uh, suggesting you know, probably it's more effective to do this or do that. So I think it's the most important thing is just start. The, the URL, I'll post it in the show notes, but it's just www.shojinmeet.com, and that's both in English and Japanese. So do you fear that the traditional meat industry might push back on cultured meat and maybe even limit the growth from a regulation standpoint, a technology standpoint, or maybe even a public perception standpoint? Uh, yeah, it will probably depend on countries and also depends on the messages that cell agriculture side would send out. And from the country perspective, for countries like, uh, yeah, say like Singapore, they don't have a like existing uh, that big existing meat industry. They all rely on import. So, which means for countries like them, like uh, pushback from the farmers, it's not a big issue, or it just doesn't exist. And in case of Japan, because a lot of the um, a lot of farmers are getting like very old, like 60, 70 years of age, and they know that they have to do something, or they have to do something new or they just retire. So again, there is existing uh, meat industry, but they are also like, keen to change. change. But uh, other, for other countries where like, uh, sort of confrontation is going, I think there will be like, a lot of like, lobbying and those things. And would you say that a lot of the younger people in Japan are not pursuing farming at all? I would say I think it's the true with like most countries that like younger people are not that keen on like traditional farming. Yeah, I guess you see that definitely in the U.S. as well. Mm. So, so here's a bonus question: If there was one district in Tokyo that would be the first to have cultured meat or a cultured meat restaurant, which yeah. district would it be and why? Which district? <laughs> uh, haven't really thought about because. Uh, it's not really the district that matters. It's more about like what sort of audience or people would gather around that restaurant. I can get creative on that. Yeah, because if we had to go for like uh, rich people, that would probably be uh, Ginza or places like that. And if, if, if we go for like Shoji Meat project direction, like for aiming for Generation Z, that would be like Akihabara or Harajuku or those places. Ah, uh, okay, okay, cool. Either super luxury or super trendy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You could learn more about Dr. Yuki Hanyu at www.integraculture.jp and the Shojin Meat Project at www.shojinmeat.com. Yuki, are there any last insights that you might have for our listeners today? Uh, I would say, well, just give a try and make your own meat. For only $40, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yuki, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your insight on the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. Thank you very much. This is your host, Alex, and we look forward to being with you on our next episode. <laughs>